Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. G'day and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, the Shoreline Publishing podcast. And in this episode, we've got the lovely Justin Hunt, who's written a fantastic book called Frown Fables. Justin, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. Not a problem at all. And uh, you'll be getting very excited now with your book soon to come out, or is it out yet? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's going to be officially released on the 25th of this month. So I'm very yep. excited about that. So we're only a couple of weeks away. Are you nervous? Uh, a little bit. I'm a little bit nervous, but I think it should be fine. Um, I'm a little scared about how it will be received, I guess, more yes. than anything else. That's a, that's a natural thing, I think. Um, any first-time author puts their book out and they're a little bit worried about how it's going to be picked up in the market and, and what people are going to think. What um, Have you got any strategies to make yourself feel a bit more comfortable about that? Uh, I guess deep breathing. Um I'm going to basically put on a little bit of a performance, uh, as it were, um, and I've performed in front of people before. Um, oddly enough, I've been uh, in the Opera House a couple of times with my school, uh, you know, performed in the Opera House, so I know that feeling. Uh, I've actually been on Speedy MC for one or two different things as well, so I know that feeling as well. So those things combined, I think, will help me uh, tackle this sort of this sort of launch. I, I need to I need to touch on that. What was it like performing at the Opera House? That would be amazing, I'd imagine. Oh, it really was. It it was basically um, this school choir um, that I was part of when I was really young. Uh, we we were all we were part of this big big group um, that were invited to the Opera House a couple of years in a row. I think. Uh, I think I went a total of three or four times uh, with my school and we just performed songs for everyone to enjoy. It was really good. That's marvellous. And now you're writing books for everyone to enjoy. How did you find the process of writing your book? I really enjoy writing it. Uh, I really do. I, I especially like writing uh, fantasy. Uh, fantasy is definitely my bread and butter, I think. Yep. Um, in, in regards to, to this particular story, I actually wrote um, a different version to it first, but and now what, what it is is more of a rewrite. So yep. it, it's good. It was good to sort of uh, touch base on it again to uh, rediscover certain things about it and um, basically detail more about certain characters and certain places. Did you find yourself with a bit of um, creativity and a bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, freedom to write exactly how you wanted to write with this one? I, I did, actually, yeah. Uh, like I said, there's there's been more chance to explore uh, characters and places, and I felt like this time I wasn't so cramped because, uh, like, the original version was just one big book whereas this time it's been divided into smaller sections, smaller installments. 
And so being able to do that has actually been very, very helpful for me. And tell us about Mick Lang, the main character. What's, uh, what, what's the nuts and bolts behind him? Mick Lang um, was an interesting creation uh, for me. When I first came up with him, I wanted to have something that was uh, recognisable by people, but at the same time, a character that um, most people would probably not uh, know about that much so that they can sort of get used to him and follow him along his adventures. Uh, He's also somewhat based well, somewhat inspired, I should say, on a, uh, a YouTube personality that I watch from time to time. And I guess um, some of his personality sort of shines through. Some, some little tidbits here and there sort of say, like, he's slightly connected to that YouTube personality, and that, that was a lot of fun to, to play around with. I suppose you can draw inspiration from anywhere. And, and Harriet is another one you've had to draw inspiration from. What can you tell us about Harriet? Harriet was essentially, um, the best way for me to put it was, Harriet is uh, a school version of my mum. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Um, she, she's caring and supportive, but she can also be stern when she needs to be and obviously very motherly. Um, and I wanted her in this uh, in this version. I wanted her to be more personal. Like I wanted her to have more of a personality um, because I feel like in the original version I didn't give her that chance as much as I should have. Um, so now I've given her more personality, more stuff to do, and even the kids that she gets, like she gives birth to even they have more of a, uh, an impact on the story as well later on. And I'm really, really happy with how things turn out with her, actually. Very happy about that. So is this book uh, aimed at kids, young adults, uh, adults themselves? What, who are the people that are likely to enjoy this book the most? I personally think this, this particular one um, would be for probably just bordering teenage years. Yep. So like 10 to maybe 13 years old. Yep. And uh, and did you find uh, you were able to write well to that? Is that what you had in mind when you started, that you were going to write for that age group, or is that just how it developed? I actually found there was more that was just how it developed. Um, I didn't really have a specific audience age group to aim at when I started writing. I wanted it to be uh, for everyone, I guess. Um, but it just sort of it just sort of went that way um, along along the line. And um, I think I think I preferred it that way because it was how I wanted it to go um, overall because I wanted it to be yeah um aimed for a roughly young audience to start with and as the series progressed it would um get you know more serious uh more grittier a few things here and there might be you know something that um young kids can't handle but older kids can that sort of thing um and so i think it's starting off like 
the way it has is really, really good. Did you find that uh, you had any trouble with writing? Did you have any difficulties when you got through the story and thought, oh, this is a bit hard, or, or did you find it flowed quite easily? <laughs> I think... Um, I think I did have some difficulties. There was definitely some moments where I didn't really know what to do or how I was going to tackle certain parts of the story, particularly with Harriet uh, and her um, stuff, because I wanted her um, personality to show out, like, in this new version. I wanted it to be more revealed. Um but I wasn't really sure how I was going to do that without revealing too much about uh, future events in the series or um, being too distracting. I didn't want it to be too distracting, um, but I wanted it to, um, I wanted to basically have her character and McLean's character's um, adventures have some kind of impact on what was going to happen to them in the future as well. Now, you've mentioned in the past that uh, this book is all about inclusion as well. So how, is that something you deliberately try to do, is have it as inclusive as possible? I did try to do that. Um, I think a lot of the case was that um, in in the case of, say, McLean meeting squirrels, uh, it's very much of a case where you have one outsider, if you will, who's you know being forced into this situation where he doesn't know what's going on, doesn't know where he is, and doesn't even know if he can get out of that situation. And you have, from the other point of view, you also have the zoo schools who uh, they've obviously they've met schools before but they have never met one from the wild. So in a sense, I guess that was kind of a metaphor for like uh, society inclusion as well. It was, it was a sense of, okay, well, some people can be forced in these situations where they're obviously not comfortable with what's going on, but they've also got to look at it from the other perspective as well because that other perspective might just be as uncomfortable and they sort of got to work it out together from that point on. Is that a bit of a case of art imitating life in your own life? Um, in some cases, yeah. Uh, I do often have this uh, feeling that I don't belong in certain groups. Uh, I myself, I have a bit of a mental disability. It's, um, it's called Asperger's. Um, and the, the thing about me is that it's not serious. It's not like over the top serious, um, but it does still affect me in some regards. So when I go and hang out with people who do have it in more serious matters, I do feel a little bit left out because I don't, I can't find myself relating to them on their level but then when I try to hang out with people who are normal, <laughs> I, I feel I feel the same way again there. So it's just so like, you know, where do I belong in this society outlook? Uh, but I also have to look at it from their point of view as well because they don't know me. So they 
they're trying to get used to me and I'm trying to get used to them. And it's this whole thing of how am I going to approach it? How are they going to approach it? Uh, and that sort of thing. So I guess in a way it did sort of stick out like that. Uh, it's really interesting as you mentioned the fact that you've, you've got a little bit of neurodivergence going on because you've written a book and you've completed university as well. That's, that's quite, the, uh, quite the achievement for somebody who, who has some challenges. I, I think you should be very proud of yourself. Yeah, thanks. It has been uh, a very big challenge. Uh, university in particular um, was a very, very big challenge for me. I remember when I was there, um, I actually had to stay on campus uh, for a big majority of the time. And when I was doing that, I got the chance to meet people. It was great. It was really, really good. But I always felt like I didn't quite belong in certain groups in certain places um and I always had this nagging voice in my head say what are you doing here why why are you doing this sort of thing uh, but I kept going with it and I, I managed to pass my Bachelor of Arts degree which I'm really happy with uh so now I have um the Bachelor of Arts in creative writing and in English literature and in sociology as well. So that's really, really good. That's marvellous, mate. Well, what I can tell you is you do belong as an author of Playtime Books and Shoreline Publishing, a first-time author. You belong definitely on the shelves of every bookshop that we can possibly think of, mate. Congratulations on your book. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, and I hope it all goes well and good luck for the launch. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers. Produced by Shoreline Publishing. 